Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is your host, Jersey Joe. I'm happy to tell you that at our sponsor, Vigit, they have this wonderful thing going on. Uh, it's called the NBA Playoffs, and right now they're doing this through May 22nd through July 22nd. Join early for bonuses, $5,000 in prizes. Free-to-play NBA Playoffs betting league. Join before May 15th to get an extra 1,000 coins. Applicable to new new users only. Join early for bonuses. Download the Vigit app, create an account, click betting leagues, then go to join existing leagues. Enter passcode bet99. You're in. All your NBA playoff bets will be tracked on the leaderboard. Top 100 entrants will win a share of $5,000 prize pool. The prize breakdown. First place gets $750. Second gets $500. Third place gets $250. Fourth gets $200. Fifth place gets $150. Sixth place gets $125. Seventh gets $110. Eighth place gets $105. Ninth place, ninth place gets 100, 10 through 12 gets 95, 13 through 15 gets $90, 16 through 20 gets 75, 21st through 30th gets you 50, 31st through 39th gets you 25, 51st through 57th gets you 22, 58th and 66th gets you $20, 67 through 77th gets you $15, 78th through 87th is $12. 88th through 97th gets you $10. And 98th through 100 gets you $5. Payment will be made in VIG coins for the dollar amount above. VIG coins can be exchanged for prizes or used to continue betting in the app. VIGIT. Hashtag great fans cover. Hello, everybody. This is Jersey Joe, and this is the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. So yesterday was the end of the Devils hockey season, uh, although it was a loss to Philadelphia 4-2. The Devils actually won the war against the Flyers, but uh, Brian Elliott of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers got his win in his 500th game. So who knows if Brian Elliott returns uh, to the Flyers or to the NHL. I mean, guy at his age is probably looking to take a more minor role in his career at this time. So that being said, you know, him being a dad, I think maybe it's his time to step away from the game. Uh, the Flyers didn't have a great season. Dells didn't have a good season. Uh, the Mass Mutual East Division, the Devils were in against... The Islanders, the Capitals, the Bruins. I mean, the Devils had the, the Bruins number a lot this year. So really, I uh, really like the way the trajectory is for the New Jersey Devils. I mean, 
just to talk about some things I really think about uh, going forward. I do want to tell listeners that uh, next season, or should I say this offseason, Michael Camilleri's buyout is coming up very soon. And the Devils have a lot of cash space to utilize that money. And the Devils will have to reallocate that money to hit the cap floor. And before you know it, it's just a matter of time when uh, Seattle comes in. And that window of opportunity to flush out a, a contract or two is coming right up. And I actually, a buddy of mine, took a screenshot of what the dates are going to be for the NHL. So right now the draft lottery is to be, uh, to be continued. It has not been announced yet. Although the NHL put out uh, last possible date for the Stanley cup uh, final would be July 15th. So right now it's May uh, 11th. 11 is my lucky number. Uh, I like to use that as an indicator. So it's May. So you have April and May. So May, June, July. So less than about three months from now, we will have the last possible game because we're going to game seven if that's the longest it'll go. And then the Seattle expansion draft Starts on the 21st of July. By that time, we will know all the other 30 of 32 NHL GMs will have their submitted protected rosters. And also they have the rosters who protect and have players who are exempt. So for instance, let me give... the average listener an idea when you have a kid like a Jesper Bokvist or a Nolan foot, you know, Jack Hughes, those guys are exempt because they played less than three seasons or X amount of games. And Ty Smith is exempt from it. So let's say the Rangers and had brought up, let's say, Alexi Lafreniere or Capo Caco. These guys are exempt because they haven't met that threshold. Other players like Nathan Bastion on the Devils have uh, hit that um, criteria to be exposed in the expansion draft. So I can see the Devils trying to protect him, but... I've been a harsh critic of P.K. Subban. I think the Devils are going to try and expose him. While they have a lot of young players that they can bring in, I do think it's possible they get back Dmitry Kulikov and maybe promote uh, Nikita Ohotyuk in a few years or maybe a year, depending on development camp. But anyway, so that's kind of a short explanation of what to expect for the expansion draft. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, about what uh, GM Ron Francis would do for uh, building the team in Seattle. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to try and build goaltender out because you looked at what Vegas did. They had Marc-Andre Fleury and then 
over time, they used that extra capital. They traded for guys. They signed guys. And right now, you look at them as an example. And I tend to look at the 2021 draft. I mean, this is a little bit more of a crapshoot this year because you only had X amount of guys for the 2021 draft uh, in this year's World Juniors at the under-20s. I really think uh, you're going between Luke Hughes, Owen Power, Brand Clark, Simon Evanson. Uh, you're looking at another guy I like in Dylan Gunther. Uh, you have William Eklund and Kent Johnson are all my top eight right now. I tend to like those guys. So I think a lot of NHL teams are going to play um, value picks. They're going to see who they can get based on who's best available. And I know I talk a lot about the Devils because, well, that's the team I follow. And this year with the NHL, it's been harder with, you know, NBC coverage. And now that NBC's pretty much done now, um, this fall is going to be ESPN and Turner Sports. Just like I indicated to the last episode. So I actually am happy that with Apple TV, I can watch some ESPN and some other things that are um, assimilated into that ecosystem for entertainment. And free agency opens four days after the the NHL draft uh, ends. So the NHL... 2021 draft starts on the 23rd through 24th. So four days later, free agency uh, begins. So in a typical year, um, free agency starts July 1st. That's usually the telltale point of uh, when teams are going to bring in guys. But usually sometimes insiders have uh, more information about guys that they want to bring in. Some guys that are rumored to go place A versus place Z. You can see why that, you know, with the money that is in play this year, I tend to think that teams like the Devils will be more hungrier to bring in new blood or existing free agents or whatever. Like Bryce Salvador was talking about last night, bringing back Blake Coleman, which I don't think is very far-fetched at all. It's actually more likely I see um, Blake Coleman wanting to come back to New Jersey uh, before his wife uh, and him had their little daughter. They had her living in New Jersey back in the like a few seasons ago from what I remember. Because when he was traded to Tampa Bay, uh, wife was staying back. So then they end up all moving down to Florida. But, you know, it's it depends on what Tom Fitzgerald is planning. And I think Blake Coleman makes a lot of sense. Because you have a lot of young uh, forwards who need a veteran presence. And... Do I really think that um, Pavel Zag is going to keep up his scoring streak? It's very possible. Um, Tom Fitzgerald might be wanting to move him. 
um, if you can get the best in um, return. But doesn't mean it's 100%. But I really do think the way that the offseason is set up, the odds of the Devils making, you know, very savvy moves via trade or, or signing is going to increase a little bit. And I believe ownership has to understand, you know, Harris and Blitzer have to put more money into the team. It's not like, you know, other investments that they have where they can just sit back and just watch the money grow in and just do its thing. You have to actually be involved. Um, for a lot of people uh, listening in, you know, I tend to believe that I do talk about Elaine Nazardine getting removed from the uh, the bench. And I will tell this to listeners that um, Bryce Salvador mentioned uh, last night, the even strength this season was a 5.88 odd man rushes against. So there's about six odd man rushes every other game. And the Devils were last in the league under Nazardine. And the shot attempts blocked went up a little bit, but they were 28th in the NHL. And that's 26.5%. So that's just under 27% shots blocked. Now, if they increased it, maybe maybe 10% more, maybe they're about 14th, maybe average with the league, a little bit above average. That's something they improved on later in the year when they got rid of Palmieri and Zajac. Uh, they started to look a little bit better, not as leaky, but... You know, the last 10 games, they weren't as bad defensively. But still, last night was uh, a reason why they need to still keep improving. And they should never stop improving their strategy. Then another thing is, Chico Resch mentioned on the radio side for uh, the Devils is that the shots against from the inner slot was 7.02 shots against. That's 29th in NHL. So, what does this mean to the average listener? 7.02 shots against from the inner slot means higher danger scoring, which means if you're below the point where the face-off circles are, anything below there, right behind the goalie net, is creating the high danger scoring. And so that's where a lot of hockey games are won and lost. And if the Devils can, you know, move away from P.K. Subban, and I understand, you know, some people might want to keep him, but I don't think he fits the defensive scheme. And, you know, Kevin Ball has been looking very good. He's starting to get used to bigger, more physical, fast-paced hockey. And... You see Ty Smith was out a couple of games, but they still were able to play above average defense. And if Ty Smith comes back healthier, I can see him helping the defensive core being better. And, you know, um, 
if Dmitry Kulikov wants to come back to New Jersey, I can see him being a good veteran presence and bringing that physicality, that leadership role uh, would help a little bit more. Um, the next thing that's the last thing mentioned was 2.1 rebound shot attempts against 29th in the NHL. So what that means is the amount of rebounds coming off Blackwood or Wedgwood or whoever you want to say as a goaltender, the Devils didn't clear out enough pucks coming right off the goaltender's pads or stick and clearing it. The Devils need to obviously clear the zone, whether it's on a PK or even strength. Well, in this part, it's actually... Uh, even strength. So when you have the opponent trying to pressure you, you have to be wise with the puck and knowing when to ice it and knowing when to skate it up ice and get it up to the neutral zone and transition it into an offensive opportunity. But there's going to be some fundamental changes. And I think there's going to be some interesting details brought to the forefront. Um, I know there are fans, you know, on the devil side saying, fire Naz and Racky. Uh, I disagree on one of them. You can fire Naz, absolutely. Mark Racky actually has some really good players. But he needs more tools in the toolbox to utilize that with his power play presence. And guys like Igor Sharangovich are going to keep producing. Guys like Pavel Zaka looking good. I think it's just a matter of time when the doubles go play the aggressive game in the free agency. And... That can help them add the more sorely needed talent. And if not, Tom Fitzgerald is going to make a few trades. I can see that. But the one problem is, is that who has a lot of return on equity to really flip other than Pavel Zaka? Um, I tend to think Andreas Johnson is uh, is a possibility as a candidate. But I tend to think that... The Devils have a good bet to put on, and no pun intended. But for those of you who are listening to the show, you're probably familiar with our sponsor, VIGIT, Vigit. Um, use promo code HRH2021 uh, if you're not interested in the whole NBA final thing from the intro. So that way you support the show. Um, I'm always trying to look in to see what we can do content-wise, and just looking at the stats for Nathan Bashman. Now, he's gotten 10 points in 41 games. I mean, 10 points in 41 games. Let's think about that for a second. If this were the case for next season, i take that, that. He could possibly produce 20 points, and... Having him with McLeod is basically like our modern-day, more skilled version of the crash line. So that's something that 
I like seeing. Um, having Jesper Boakvist up, I know he scored seven points in 28 games, but imagine seven points in, in uh, 28 games. You divide that up by 28. That's .25. Now let's do that at an 82-game pace. He scores over 20 points a season. So there's a, a little bit more of a breakout. But I can see Jesper Bolkvist scoring more than that. I can see him scoring 25 to 35 points under a full season and being around guys like Mark Recchi and Lindy Ruff. And, you know, theoretically, you you look at Jesper Bratt. He had 30 points in 46 games. If if I can do the math right, take that by 82 games, you're looking at a 53-point season. So there is a lot of potential right now, and I still think the Devils should make a few moves to increase the productivity of the offense. But it still doesn't mean they can't go after potential goaltenders like Drieger in uh, Florida. But there are going to still be ways that the Devils can get some free agents. Because Mackenzie Blackwood can't do everything on his own. And it's only a matter of time when they get these kids going. So I really like the uh, future of the team. I uh, looked at Nico Heischer. Um His numbers look like he can hit 40 points, 50 points next season. Hughes and Heischer look very promising. I could see Jack Hughes getting maybe 35 to 55 points next season. Now, if you add someone else to his line, maybe he hits 60. And so that's a huge improvement. Uh, Yanni Kowalkinen. I mean, I'm a big fan of Yanni Kolkinen's game. I really think he's got a lot of untapped potential. And a lot of untapped potential is a good thing because it's like having a player within a player. And it just means that you're doing a lot to improve one's game. Now, if Yanni Kolkinen... Uh, goes scoring at the same rate he does next season. He has 41 points. So let's just throw that out there. And Malsev was out for the last couple games of the season. Although he's more of a physical guy, but we we need guys like that in uh, in a long season where you're playing against teams that are going to be going after you, wearing you down. And I think it's good to have guys like that. And Malsev is a potential 22-point season player. And I know one of my friends from the Let's Go Devils podcast, uh, Michael, who really likes Michael McLeod, named uh, Scott Foray or Beer Baron, known to you people, uh McLeod had 15 points in 52 games. I really like his speed. I like his tenacity. He doesn't need to be a, a top six center or winger 
to thrive at the NHL level. I think he's a really good candidate to be a good third, fourth line uh, center. He can make the team look deeper. And the Devils just can keep adding pieces over time to complement him. So with what he did in a 52-game pace, he essentially will be a 23-24 point uh, a game. I mean, 23 point uh, per season player. So I would see 12 goals, 12 assists next year. I'm projecting, so I can see that being very possible. And Igor Sharangovich, I actually was looking up uh, his numbers. 30 points in 54 games. So you look at that times 82. You're looking at 45, 46 points a season. And if he does this over 10 seasons or even 11 seasons, you're looking at the all-time scorer for Belarusian scorers. And that even means Mikhail Grabowski and uh, Andrei Kostitsin. So basically, he would be the best draft steal from Belarus in hockey history for the NHL. So... This is why drafting day two is very important for the NHL. And this is why I'm usually not a big fan of surrendering picks uh, in a draft. Because you never know if you come across these guys. And Miles Wood was pretty good this season. Had he scored three more goals, he would have hit 20. Um, he he got 25 points in 55 games. And if you, if you take his numbers, he could be a 37 point game player. So that is actually a good feeling to have is that he could maybe in the regular season score 27 points and 10 assists. You know, it's not out of the question. I mean, it's there potentially. I mean, these are all theoretical numbers. And Pavel Zag with 35 and 40, 35 points in 50 games. I just like playing with numbers. <laughs> but if... If Pavel Zaka scored at that same rate for next season, he would be a 57.4 point per season player. Now, the question is, do you really want to give up on a guy that is starting to really score? Or are you going to look for another player outside that can bring in, you know, Maybe something better defensively. Um, I know everyone's going to want to be done with P.K. Subban. We mentioned that. Jonas Siegenthaler could be a guy who works on the offseason and tries to improve his game. Severson could be a guy who stays 
if not, you know, you don't want to move too many players on and not have anything left over for your defense. Ryan Murray is a free agent. You want to at least retain a few guys to build around your core. And you need a guy like Murray. If he can stay healthy, I see him getting one or two years. No more than that. Um, Josh Jacobs, no, I don't see him staying. Um, maybe Utica Devil, or, or as they announced, Utica Comets. As you probably heard, the Binghamton team is relocating to uh, Utica in upstate New York. Will Butcher, he could be moved. I don't think he fits the near and long term, but I could be wrong. But the Devils have far too many uh, not so good uh, backups to Mackenzie Blackwood. I believe they should look in the free agency. And I think Drieger is one of the main targets that the Devils should get. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of money moved around in the NHL. And, you know, and I believe the Devils want to market the team better now that we talked about the recent ESPN and uh, Turner Sports deal, which is very big for the league. And I know the Devils want to show that they can improve immensely because the Rangers were, you know, several games away from catching up to Boston and Boston end up beating New Jersey and New Jersey helped Boston uh, eliminate the Rangers. So it's kind of like sweet revenge. Uh, if you look at it that way, I can see that. I mean, for those of you uh, who like to read more about hockey in general, uh, Heads Up Hockey is part of the Puck Authority, and we have some really good writers over there. And I think it would be great for some people to uh, read some stuff on our site for the Puck Authority. I have a, an article getting uh, put up soon. And recently, um, one of my favorite uh, articles on there was about Hockey Canada was uh, the winner of the gold medal defeating the Russians. And, you know, guys like Connor Bedard and Shane Wright for the 22 and 23 drafts. And uh, Matvey Michkov is... Uh, a really good standout player for Russia. He's supposed to be overtaking uh, Alexander Ovechkin's mantle in Russia and could be like another first overall selection uh, for Russia as a sniper in the upcoming drafts. So I really am high on the 22 and 23 drafts. It's nothing against this year. It's just that, A, it's more about the defense than it is the offense. And the other thing is that because there weren't enough tournaments to evaluate players, it's more of a, like I said earlier, it's a crapshoot. And I tend to think, it, you know, when things normalize, now that more people are getting vaccinated and I'm already am vaccinated, fully vaccinated, I can see uh, the Holinka Gretzky tournament 
Uh, coming back, <clears throat> this is going to be more fun hockey content. I mean, right now, I call this the boring time because, you know, there hasn't been enough to really supplement other than the IHF where um, Nico Heischer will be uh, with Team Switzerland uh, coming up in uh, later on this month. There's actually the um, the IIHF has a app that you can follow, and so if you want to keep track, um, Skoda is the sponsor for um, the IIHF, and so Russia starts off against uh, Czechia. Uh, for those of you, that's the Czechs, and uh, that starts at um, nine fifteen in the morning. Same thing with uh, Germany versus Italy. Germany is uh, becoming a hockey power, like an emerging hockey power with the team that they're building. They got a lot of young players that are starting to be up in commerce. May not be a big contender, but there's a lot of high potential there. Then um, game three, you have... Belarus versus Slovakia. Belarus would to me is an underdog in this one because Slovakia tends to be the more uh high potential team, but this could be an even match because both countries are trying to get back to the hockey power mantle of uh Central Eastern Europe and Canada will be squaring off against uh, Latvia at uh, thirteen fifteen or uh, one fifteen uh, Eastern Standard Time, and Latvia actually has been known for their goaltending lately because of uh, Elvis Merzlikens, and there's another kid from Columbus who might be in that team because Columbus is uh, eliminated. So then you have Denmark versus Sweden on uh, May twenty second. You have Norway versus Germany. You have Great Britain versus Russia. Uh, you have Finland versus the U.S. U.S. is my country. Um, for those of you looking at uh, the Czechs, they'll be playing the Swiss, so there should be a little bit of some devil's uh, hockey going on with that because you have Swiss players like Nico Heischer there. You have... Maybe Yardimir Pitlick will be there. I would like to see a little bit more of that. And maybe if the Devils end up drafting Stanislav Zavolzl with their second first rounder. Or get him with a second rounder. So there's another potential uh, idea for a game for fans to watch. And then you have Latvia versus Kazakhstan. um, Which would be interesting. But I think Latvia has the edge in that one. But... The preliminary rounds are always fun, but when it gets deeper into the uh, the finals, it gets very interesting. And uh, for those of you who are listening uh, here in the U.S., Canada, Europe, or wherever you are, please don't forget to uh, follow me at J-E-R-S-E-Y-D-E-V-I-L-O-G. I am on Twitter there and at Joe of Jersey on Instagram. And I also have the the Heads Up Hockey podcast uh, Facebook page. So 
don't be afraid to reach out and uh, don't forget to have fun and let's go Devils and uh, have a happy hockey season uh, in the playoffs for uh, the teams that made it. And maybe we will do something more about that. Thank you. Have a great day.